Hello, aviators. Welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook podcast, where we bring you the hacks, the tips, the tricks, the shortcuts to get through your flight training in the fastest and cheapest means possible to get you in the right seat of that airliner as quick as possible. I mean, there is no better way than, uh, you know, the methods and the stuff Mike and myself, Sean, talk about here on the podcast. We've been gone for a little while, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's busy out there right now. Yeah, it sure is. But it sure is great to be back. And uh, uh, now that we're back in the groove here, I think you'll be seeing a little bit more of us here more frequently. But uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging in there. The channel, uh, despite some uh, uh, a couple us taking a couple months off, has really grown exponentially. So we're excited to get some new content out there. And uh, it's never been a better time to become a pilot. So uh, uh, we've got a lot to discuss in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, this podcast, it's kind of a little milestone for us. Uh, this is episode number 40. So this is oh, yeah. the 40th one of these we've done. Great. And uh, we've bounced around to several different subjects. If, it, if this is your first time joining us, I mean, we've got, uh, well, we're kind of biased, but we think we've got some really good content out there for somebody who's an aspiring pilot. Uh, all the stuff that uh, your instructor is is not going to talk about either because he just doesn't know or uh, it's just not part of the curriculum of something you would discuss. And we're bringing you all the uh, behind behind the lines uh, information you need to get out there and and not only save money, but get through it quickly. Right. And yet, in, you know, I just mentioned it's been busy. Uh, you know, the management company that I run or actually we've got partners now that I'm part of. We just took on two more jets. So in the last couple, I've got, I've got two additional type ratings Wow! in the last, what's it been since we've posted an episode, probably about 45 days, maybe going on, I don't know, at least two months, right? Oh yeah. It's been maybe even close to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So in the last, uh, less than 90 days, I've got two type ratings, two additional type ratings, which is not, that's not typical. And <laughs> no. they're both mid cabin size jets. Um, so they were, they were, uh, you know, what'd you get the sovereign and what was the other one? Yeah. So the sovereign, which is the, the midsize, uh, CE 680. And this, this airplane is amazing. I mean, this, it's a, 30,000 pound airplane, but it has the capability to land and take off in less than 3,000 feet and, uh, you know, take off from, uh, you know, almost the middle of the United States and go all the way to Hawaii, definitely from California to Hawaii, but uh, it cruises 47,000 feet. And yeah, this thing, it's got some impressive numbers on it. And then the other one was the uh, Hawker 800 Oh, yeah which is yeah. the British, the British tank. Yeah. This I've thing. got some Hawker time. Myself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You flew the Hawker too. Yep. Yeah. That's a nice airplane. Yeah. We, we had a, a customer looking at that, that sovereign aircraft and uh, we were running some numbers on it and it was just staggering. I mean, this particular customer uh, went into this uh, private development in Florida where the runway is like less than 4,000 feet. And, you know, yeah. he I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> yeah, he could take off out of there with uh, uh, eight passengers and go for two hours or something crazy. I'm like, Jesus, man, is this yeah. even a real airplane? I mean, I know I mean, it's for, for, 
you see that stuff with uh, like uh, Falcons and Globals and things with leading edge devices can do those. But but in a midsize airplane, that's incredible. Yeah, it's every day the numbers. So, I mean, I've I've been typed on it less than a month, this one. But I mean, just everything like the, the ref speeds coming into land, you know, even it's just nuts. You know, I'm used to flying these smaller high performance swept wing. Well, I mean, this thing swept wing too, but like that premier jet, that thing's like a little sports car. I mean, right. the lowest ref speed in that thing's like one, one fifteen, yeah. And most of them are way beyond that. But this thing has a ref speed, even with some weight on it, you're landing at like 93 knots. And that's a big airplane to be going at. It doesn't feel right going that slow on short final, right. you know, it feels like you're going to fall out of the sky, but it's a pretty neat airplane. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's great. You know, um, uh, yeah, we're, uh, it's funny. A lot of our viewers now will be probably watching this uh, next week. So they're going to know the outcome of the big game, but you oh, know, yeah. we're both from Cincinnati and yep. uh, Super the Bowl Sunday. Complete... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the town's in complete hysteria right now. So we're yes. filming this on Saturday, the Saturday before the big game. And, uh, uh, yeah, well, we, we don't know what the fate is, but boy, we're hoping for uh, the first win in uh, uh, it's franchise history. So we'll see what yep. happens. Yep. Third time we've been in the Super Bowl. What was it, 82 and 89 or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was and traumatic, what? traumatic loss in my childhood, man. I was like yeah. 10 or something. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Bad <laughs> yeah. deal, man. Definitely. But, I'm not uh, a yeah. huge sports guy myself, but it's hard not to get you know, excited and, you know, all the, all the fun, good energy, you know, out of it. Yep. A lot of corporate pilots out in LA this weekend, you yep. know, for that event. Um, um, it, we, uh, we did some preliminary planning for that. We were going to go out um, and then didn't end up doing it, but uh, it, you know, just for our viewers, some of the interesting things that goes into that. It's nice that LA has all those airports cause it's a, it's a big help. Yep. Uh, but I called uh, about, 30 minutes after the Bengals won the playoff game to put them into the Super Bowl to, to start making reservations to, to, to bring our aircraft in. And uh, a ton of slots were taken. In fact, yep. uh, the, the, the Van Nuys airport, uh, which is probably the busiest corporate airport in, Calif in sure. Southern California, which is really the one to go into for this event, um, they could not accept any Monday departures. And I, that, this is two weeks ahead of time. And right. I called one hour after the Bengals went. So I guess a lot of these corporate sponsors and stuff, they've all got their jets going in there, even regardless of who's in it, you know, right. Cause I thought, I thought I'd get anything I wanted. I'd be, you know, in top, but they have a slot program in effect where yep. they only, uh, they control the amount of uh, business aircraft that can flow in and out. So you have to have a reserve time, to get in there and then there's also parking issues and all kinds of stuff so yeah uh, very interesting vegas as far as vegas they even have uh, uh flow for the super bowl uh flow control but yeah all yeah a lot of Canada. people go to vegas they can do all the sports book stuff and yeah I'll, it's awesome yeah that sovereign i was just talking about it's actually out there right now the other me and another guy got typed in it i flew a good bit last week so he took it out there and he's he's not as experienced as experienced with all the you know the slots and dealing with all this kind of stuff these big events so he's been blowing right. me up here every two hours i get another update on well they're moving our slot the blah 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 they're out <laughs> at long beach and oh. uh yeah it was um i think it was just under four grand just to be able to park there for the event. Yeah. that was the event fee on top of all their normal crazy normal fees, charges yeah. they have out there 
but um, yeah and everything has to be paid up front like yep oh yeah we paid that before we even left yes exactly yep that's yeah, they're not point. messing around, man. But yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, for for the viewers, you know, when you get involved in corporate aviation, um, you know, you'll you'll get to go to a lot of these big events and and yep. there's you know, yeah, a lot I was of in Tampa uh, last year for the Super Bowl in Tampa. I I sat in Tampa all weekend, and I was kind of surprised how big of a deal it is out in L.A. because Tampa last year did wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, the ramp had more airplanes on it than normal, but it wasn't like nuts like la is and yeah. uh, i i don't know and, and these these arenas don't even hold as many people as like a nascar game or something which is complete freaking chaos in the sky yeah but i well, think most I of think, the people in nascar drive in <laughs> yeah that's true you know what uh is awesome or what is unique about these last two super bowls is their the home team was yes was in it yeah so, i know it's um, incredible isn't it yeah, yeah. So what that does, that cuts the air traffic in half, really, yeah. um, because half the fans live there, right? So yep. you, you're getting in half the airplanes. It's, yeah, it's really, uh, really an interesting thing. Yeah, uh, the World Series is like that too. Big, big deal. But right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, well we've um, got yes. not. Yeah. Well, sorry. Go I was ahead. just going to say we've gotten off topic here a off little topic, bit. Off topic. Yeah. Uh, we were going to name this podcast number forty. We were going to name it something about the. Uh, you know, maybe still a shortage, shortage, or you know, uh, still short pilots, something like that. But we've right. been getting a lot of. This has been the big topic here: uh, the pilot shortage. It continues, you know. And and uh, what's funny was during the pandemic, you know, if you were looking on the Facebook groups and you know, just you know, the w- general word among pilots, it was about fifty fifty. You know, there was a good portion of us that we're starting to think oh this pandemic's going to level everything out for the next few years there's not going to be a shortage because the industry just got wrecked and uh, everything will balance out i never personally i never had that opinion every time i heard that that viewpoint stated i would immediately come back and say no 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 no. you're missing everything here Um, what happened was there was a switch flipped that shut down all hiring and immediately laid off a bunch of guys to, you know, cause they didn't have the, uh, the capacity. They didn't need all these guys sitting around getting right. paid. Well, you can't just flip that switch back on again and bring right. everybody back instantaneously. You got to go to training. You got to, you know, recurrent right. the hiring department has to be spun back up again. Um, you know, you got to let everybody know you are hiring and you got to get their crap together and put in their resume and get ready for an interview. So all that stuff, that train leaves the station at a much slower rate than just flipping the switch to shut it all down. Secondly, the other thing that happened was uh, you have people stopping flight training. So it wasn't like all the pilots were still lining up in the queue waiting for jobs or anything. Most of that flight training got stopped. Uh, Yeah. It, uh, the second, I guess, uh, response to B or the second part of that would be you also had like mom and pop flight schools that right. couldn't take not having students and just shut down and said, ah, get rid of it. We're done. Get rid of it. Yeah. You know, and, and then the third one, of, when oh, there's one other thing, you know, there's <laughs> there's also some of those kids out there who, um, you know, were maybe just starting training uh, or, you know, had their eye on it and after everything went south there during the pandemic, saw how fragile this industry was and said, you know what, 
maybe I don't want to be a pilot because right. there's more than likely going to be another one of these things and just yeah. gave up on it. So yeah, the, the pilot shortage didn't go anywhere. What it's happened was it's, it's compounded. It's compounded, gotten worse yeah. and more complicated. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Mike, yeah. what were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying, you might've touched on this, but you know, all the majors pre COVID were gearing up for this pilot shortage. So they were hiring, you know, X amount of pilots per month, say just for a given number, each airline was hiring a hundred pilots a month. Well, not only did they lay off, but for all those months, they stopped hiring. So now all of a sudden demand snaps back and not only do you got to retrain and everything you're saying, but you missed like 10 months of hiring because you, you, you know, you're right. laying off. So yeah, it's just really been crazy. And you're, you're starting to see it. You saw it over Christmas. Um, um, there's a great article that I have here. Uh, headline is, I mean, you could Google this headline airlines, uh, airline cancellations aren't the only travel industry problem. Try finding 40,000 new pilots I yeah. mean, to fathom that number 40,000. Uh, you know, I think, you know, most majors uh, have a you know ten to fifteen thousand pilots. So this is like yeah, Delta has around ten thousand pilots, I think. Yeah, yeah, America maybe fourteen. So this is like four times the amount of an entire airline they need to hire. So basically, what this article um, says is, uh, you know, longtime airline a analysts suggest uh, that the industry may meet thirty five thousand to forty thousand new pilots over the next ten years. So um, th these are these are based on uh, majors and, and, you know, this is not including growth um, and, you know, the majors are growing only at like 4% a year. And I'm summarizing this article, but, but uh, these, these um, uh, uh, discount airlines are rapidly, rapidly like 20% a year. That brings us to, uh, actually, I forgot to discuss this with you off camera, Sean, but the, the other big gossip uh, this week was uh, Frontier Purchase Spirit. Oh, yeah. 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 So They're merging. Yeah. I, I saw all the memes coming across Facebook of uh, Spirit and Frontier merging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And I guess, uh, I guess uh, Frontier bought Spirit. So I'm just wondering how many coats of white paint it's going to take to paint over that bright yellow you know right <laughs> right well, i heard crazy. the deal might fall through though because they oh. were, one of them was already trying to charge the other one a bunch of uh hidden fees and uh oh. <laughs> 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 hidden bags fees yeah right right <laughs> yeah yeah well, uh, that just to, you know, briefly discuss that thing, uh, not to get off topic, but what that from a from an ABR standpoint, you know, uh, mergers and acquisitions can be difficult. But what it does mean is more basis for everybody. You know, yep. so if, if you get hired now at the combined frontier spirit, you can now live in those cities as a pilot that either airline services. So um, it, it does create a, a better hiring environment. For instance, if you lived in, um, uh, uh, well, uh, Cincinnati is a good example. We have no frontier flights out of Cincinnati. I'm sorry, we have no spirit. spirit. No spirit, right. Uh, but they go out of Columbus like crazy, right? So you could maybe be, and I don't know their bases, I'm making this up, but you, you could probably be based in Columbus, or Columbus but if you worked for in Cincinnati, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to fly out there. Well, now that we have Frontier service in Cincinnati, now it's one big airline that right. allows 
uh, way more applicants for that to be a tr- an attractive job. And you know, Sean, it's important to live in your base, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The quality of life, that's uh, something we're all looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Flying the big shiny machine and chasing money is only good for so long. Then you start realizing, uh, Hey, I, I want to schedule and I want to live where I want to live, you know? So. Right. Right. And, and, you know, back to that article about the 40,000 pilots over 10 years, which may even be a low estimate. Um, so what that means for the area of aviation that we work in, the, the corporate aviation is that, um, these, these that this puts a huge strain on corporate aviation because in general um big airline jobs pay more than corporate jobs so uh what's that does is it sucks all the pilots out of the corporate aviation into the uh, airline flying world which causes enormous hiring in 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 the corporate yep. aviation and i think sean and i will both say um there has never been a better time to be a corporate pilot i mean it's it's crazy i mean you right. know it's like you, people are offering corporate pilots jobs once a week you know i've i was approaching an fbo I mean, after talking to somebody for five minutes of what would have been really a good job that, Hey, hey, are you looking or whatever? You know, I mean, it's crazy, you know, and three days ago, I got offered a job on the spot down in Kissimmee. Yeah. Uh, We pulled in there and in the sovereign and uh, I forget the name of the company. Now it's one of the bigger management companies. They have jets everywhere. Mm -hmm. They came up to us and offered me and the co-pilot both a job. And I'm like, no, yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, and, and, you know, um, that that's obviously a really good thing for, every, uh, you know, us in, in a young pilot getting into the business. I mean, these right. are jobs that we wouldn't have dreamed of getting 20 years ago, or let alone, I mean, we super competitive to get, I guess I should say, let alone just now somebody's just approaching you in an FBO trying to poach you and forget if you're typed in the airplane that they're flying. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. Because yeah. that's uh, another thing I wanted to talk about. I have my recurrent training coming up next uh, week, and uh, it's been rescheduled because there was some issues at the training center with uh, uh, Czech airmen or basically people that are qualified to give our tests because uh, I'm hearing the turnover at these training centers is crazy. Because oh, yeah, those guys are leaving. And, and yeah. there's something else that just when I just got that sovereign type, I realized there's something else that happens at these training centers I didn't necessarily realize happens. What's they that? have certain the way they have their contracts and customers designed, like mm-hmm. especially with some of these international contracts, these big money contracts at like a flight safety or semi flight or whatever, some of the other ones. You know, they'll call up from Canada and say, hey, you know, uh, our guys are about to expire. We need a slot. Can you fit us in? And then they'll fly these guys in and stick them in the simulator in the middle of the night and bump the people's schedules around that are already there in training. This happened to me. And uh, yeah, one of the instructors was explaining it to me that, well, we have certain clients we do this for. And I'm like, I've been coming here for 20 years. I've never heard this before. He's oh like, yeah. He's like, well, oh. it's just getting really crazy right now. We don't have the, I mean, they are overwhelmed with the amount of people they're trying to train. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. Let's touch on there's more people right now buying oh, yeah. private jets than in the history of, I, 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 I don't, I haven't even read this in writing. This is just my own observation. There is, it is crazy. Like uh, the, the values of these airplanes, these used private jets, 
mm. have doubled almost all yep. of them. I mean, it, it's it's insane. In the last six months, we have at least five customers. Uh, my company, we manage 14 jets. Yeah. We have, uh, I think there, there's 12, 13 of us pilots that take care of them all. We manage them and fly them. Mm. And at least five of those customers that we've picked up in the last six months, uh, when I say customers, I mean jets, five of these jets that we've picked up here in the last six months, they're all new to aviation. They've never right. owned a jet before. Right. This is, uh, yeah, we're, we're in uncharted wa waters all around here. Uh, it's nuts. And you know, this is before I forget to mention this, uh, you know, we, we talked about this in the program we sell right. the actual, the pro pilot playbook program. We mentioned this in this information, when we recorded that particular segment was going on two years ago now. Um, and the, the quote from the article or the data from the article showed that in the next 10 years, so now in the next eight years, there are more people, these are just numbers more people professional pilots retiring from their career than there are pilots in the training pipeline to become pilots and that doesn't mean that all those pilots in training are going to become professionals some of those guys right. people women men women are getting their license just to take their kids up on in an airplane ride on the weekends or something you know yeah that doesn't mean they're going to be professional pilots so we are headed towards you know this is it's unprecedented it is it is yeah and and if you're uh aspiring pilot and you're just starting in your career or you're thinking about doing it in in this podcast that you're hearing this stuff that we're talking about is exciting you i, I would say uh you're probably uh understating what this is i mean this is um literally uh, the best time in the history of flying for you guys to jump in and uh, uh, it, it, the excitement is real. I mean, uh, uh, the opportunity is unprecedented. I, and, and in fact, Sean and I are just talking. I mean, we're just jealous, really. Jealous. Right. Yeah. It was we so didn't... hard when we started. Yes. And nobody wants to hear about that. But I mean, right. for perspective, it was much, much, much more difficult than it is now. Right. I want to read. Um, I, I know we both have just to back up all this stuff we're saying. So we're not just a couple of guys sitting here rattling off. Stuff. We, yeah. we both have some articles here uh, we want to it, it just mention and yeah. um, some other stuff going on in the hiring of some of the airlines. But we've been off we've been telling everybody a lot of this podcast is getting questions in from people if you have a question you can email us at podcast at propilotplaybook.com yep. we've been answering your question here on the podcast it seems to be a really effective way to to get to exactly what you guys are wanting to know but uh and those questions have been piling up as we haven't been getting at anybody and uh we are we are we it's we want to do it yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so uh, anyway, if you sent one in two months ago, and we haven't got to it doesn't mean we're not going to. get. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're not going to. But uh, this guy drew drew sent us a question and we're jumping out of line here. This question just came in two days ago. Okay. Um, so he's jumping out of line, but it's directly related to what we're talking about. So yeah. I want to go ahead and do Drew's question. And sure. then we can back up his answer. Uh, or we can answer him by backing up some of this stuff uh, we're going to talk about here. So here's the question from Drew. Uh, my name's Andrew. Two months ago, I uh, quit my job after saving. Hang on. Let me move this thing so I can read it easier here. Uh, after saving penny by penny for two years to be able to chase down the dream of being a pilot, and I'm finished up my private now. 
I just want to say thank you to you guys who keep the dream alive for so many of us who get discouraged and hit roadblocks. There is still a lot of negativity that floats around from people who never made it or have had bad experiences and yeah, and can be discouraging for new students to see. And yeah, I remember those people. We can talk about this. Uh, for those of us that are thinking it's impossible or they can't do it, trust me. Plan it out, research, and pull the trigger on your dream. You'd be amazed how happy you are once you're fully immersed. The best feeling in life, feelings in life are often on the other side of the fear. Taking the comfortable route of the desk job will only have you looking up in the sky at 60 and wondering what stopped you. Do what uh, you this guy's good, man. Yeah, do what you want with your life. I am currently 25 and finally going for something meaningful. I have a few years before I'm fully in the flying world career-wise. My main question being, do you see the shortage in job opportunities extending down the line for people like me who are in the initial stages of training? I hear a lot of concerns that by the time some of us get to the ratings and the requirements, the shortage will be gone and we'll be out of luck. (laughs) would love some industry insight would also love to be answered on the podcast or maybe have a little guy like me come on and give my insights to the training world uh nowadays from a student nowadays from a student's perspective could be fun keep doing the great things and blue skies to both of you andrew all right, so that was actually pretty cool. A little inspirational really thing well he's got going there. That yeah. guy might be too smart to be a pilot, really. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Go, go work awesome. for Tony Robbins or something. Yeah, um, but no, the the regret thing—that's real. You know what? I mean, we've we've actually talked about that in podcasts before, Mike. How many guys, uh, you know? Oh, you're a pilot. Oh, I I wanted to be a pilot when I was. I mean, we've already covered that maybe in more than one episode. That's that is real, absolutely. Yes. Um, but to answer your question here, Andrew, no, you have nothing to worry about. Plus, if you've already quit your job and you've jumped in with this thing, both feet, and you're you're uh, running, not walking you already got your private done what are you talking about here you're talking about less than two years you're going to be sitting in the right seat of an airliner so i don't know um no even if it was five years from now and we just told you some of the data yeah shortage isn't going anywhere at all no no this is a this is a 10-year problem and according to this article that i'm reading right here but i think it even extends way beyond that and that's not including growth and uh, more people wanting to uh, uh, fly and the, you know, the emergence of future business for the airlines. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's no question once you dig into these numbers that this is not, it, you know, if you use our uh, method, it's going to take, you know, only a year or two for you to get into flying professionally. Um, so you're really, I mean, you're just on the cusp of all of this. It's, it's fantastic. It really is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Like, I, you know, Andrew, I don't even know if you even know what we're talking about, but that program that we sell and this whole podcast was not meant to be a commercial, but there are things that we talk about in that program or you can discover on your own. It's it's no secret. It's just Mike and I put it all together in one spot and made it easy. Uh, there's there's tricks and hacks. There's shortcuts to doing this right. quicker. 
um, right. than just showing up once a week at some mom and pop flight school, you know, out in the middle of Nebraska or something. Uh, there's there's way faster ways. But anyway, you don't have to just take our word for it, what we're yeah. seeing out there. Here's some uh, headlines to some of the articles that I've saved just uh, across whatever, the two dozen different Facebook groups I'm on uh, related to pilot stuff. Um, right. Here, right here. It just says an airline, but one of the airlines was offering more than $180,000 in bonuses to retain a pilot. So if you came in under this program and you stuck there the whole time, it could mean an additional $180,000 in bonuses. This is some regional. Right. Uh, right. American Airlines is now offering regional pilots $150,000 to not leave. Um, Delta and Endeavor, of course, American was always, uh, we're talking about flow through, switching gears, the flow through programs we've mentioned before with uh, American Airlines having some of their regional carriers having flow through, which means you fly for their regional. And then when you get to seniority, you move up from that regional directly to American Airlines with no interview, no nothing. The company's already aligned their company policies, their, you know, your day to day of how you do everything, your books, there isn't, there's nothing unless you've, and it's all based on seniority. So, um, you'll see it coming, you know, it's whatever you spend a year and a half, two years as a captain at this regional. And then you, one day you're going to start your training, uh, in that seven, three or seven, five over at American. Um, it's, it's a flow through anyway, Delta just started doing that. Delta was not doing that. They had some of their regionals that would guarantee you an interview at Delta airlines at Delta mainline. If you flew right. for one of their subsidiary, um, uh, regionals, but now they have the co they have the flow through, uh, just like American does. At American has it at two different regionals, I believe. But Delta, right. this is Endeavor, Endeavor, uh, and Delta now have flow through, which that's wow. that's great news. Uh, Delta Airlines, another big headline in Delta Air Delta Mainline, the largest airline on the planet. Uh, Mike, what's that one? It's a big one. This is, and I was so excited. This came through. This information's about, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's January 10th. What was it? January, January 10th. 10th. So this is awesome because this was one of my big things. When we were putting together the Pro Pop playbook, when we were brainstorming this thing and building it out, you know, the outline of how, right. you know, the course was going to be and everything two and a half years ago. This was my big thing. And Mike was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if we should tell people that. I'm like, no, that's like, this is the meat and potatoes of the program, man. Yeah. This is what we're talking about with faster and cheaper. And uh, Mike was a little reluctant. But when I saw <laughs> this, when I saw this article come out, the news, when it dropped, I'm like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and that news is what, Mike? It's uh, Delta drops the requirement for four year degrees for pilots, uh, for really any degree for pilots. So uh, they were the holdout, you know, uh, and some people would say it's the most prestigious job in aviation. So they've always been a long time. I mean, ever since we had a twinkle in our eye to become an airline pilot, uh, they would say, yes, you need all these ratings. But if you want to work for an airline, you got to have a, a major degree, a major a major yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter what that degree is in you just need a degree and it was always kind of dumb really because uh 
you could have a degree in veterinarian studies. Yep. Uh, and they would hire you. That you just had to have it. Yeah. And uh, the the qualifications to get a job there were so much more stringent. You know, hour requirements and experience and ratings and all this stuff. The degree really just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, as Sean said, it it caught up to us. Right. Well, I mean, I get it. I understand the idea of having a degree in a professional role like that. But, you know, it's it's a box that gets checked that, you know, basically that instead of having a degree, that box could have a sentence next to it. Ability to stick with things, get them done and figure things out. Check. Yes. Well, how do we re- how do we measure that? Uh, he has a four year degree. Perfect. Put that on there. You know, that's that's how we did it. But now there's the need for pilots is outweighing that requirement. So uh, I had said that all of the, there was two holdouts at the time we recorded the original yeah. program, um, Delta and FedEx, and actually United at the time, I think I mentioned United back in the program. And at the time United had just changed theirs, but there's one holdout, one holdout left, and that's FedEx, which is a major airline, um, FedEx and UPS, Delta and American, are all majors and uh yeah the only one left is fedex as out of the domestic stuff you know there's and emirates did, and, didn't i hear uh from a friend there some insider information that yes FedEx is, they is, did uh, change something they did change something yeah they're uh, FedEx, dropping a written test right yeah yeah so fedex fedex you got to understand with these major airlines you know there was a time where you couldn't even have enough uh, flight time or credentials on your resume to be competitive until you were in your forties. That's when people went to the majors. That's why all the pay scales are based on 12 years because you would get there in your forties and you would retire mandatory at 60. Now, now that's been moved to a mandatory retirement of 65 and the way the industry has grown, uh, people are getting to the majors in their early thirties. Um, so everything's changed, but yeah, FedEx, you know, historically FedEx, UPS, Delta, these are the hardest interviews in the industry. I mean, they're, they're a couple days long, there's psych evaluations, there's written tests, there's the degree requirement. They put you in a, a simulator and you fly, they put you in what they call the paper tiger which is basically like a mock-up of a cockpit and have you run scenarios like, oh, you just took off from here. You're halfway there. You have this many minutes in fuel. You were told the airport is closed. What's your next move? You know, they give you stuff like that. You're being evaluated during an interview and there's a HR portion of the interview. There's a panel interview with some of the line pilots and chief pilots. I mean, they're looking for perfect human specimens to fly their machines around. You know, not just people with a pulse. Right. We're slowly moving off the perfect human specimen uh, and, <laughs> you know, heading to- towards people with pulse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's but right. I, and, and I mean, these machines are getting easier to fly, too. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. Um, but uh, anywho, uh, FedEx did change one requirement. The degree requirement is still there, but you used to have to take a written test, which was basically it, it was a, a mimic. It was a a mirror image of what I've been told is the ATP written test, which is, which is no joke. Um, that is probably the hardest out of any of the 
pilot certificate written tests. Right. Yeah. Um, it's got some oddball questions on there. It's got stuff you don't necessarily deal with on your day to day because at that level, there's a dispatcher doing some of that kind of stuff and whatever. It's complicated. It gets uh, high altitude aerodynamics, jet aerodynamics, um, uh, load, load and balancing of, you know, big, large big, large aircraft. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they just removed that that test no longer exists. And I don't know that that's going to spike a whole bunch more people applying there or anything. They may have just did it because it was a silly hurdle that they were making their applicants go through because you do need to take time and study all that stuff. It's not, you know, I would say a good 60, 70% of that knowledge is not something you just readily have available. It's something you want to study, but, um, yeah, so they removed that probably just to make it easier on everybody and keep things flowing. But uh, yeah. that's it's good to hear. I mean, it's it's happening everywhere. It, this this shortage is uh, back yeah. full blast, not going anywhere. Yeah, I guess what I would add to what you said, Sean, is um, um, just because just to kind of get into the, the history on the podcast, since it is our fortieth fortieth uh, podcast. Yeah, but um, this kind of goes with what you said about the four-year degree thing but i think if we're getting a ton of new viewers i think we've got a hundred or so in the last week or or subscribers in the last week or so yeah Um, just on youtube that's youtube numbers i mean we're on like nine nine or eleven different platforms so yeah yeah so if you a lot of those people are going back and they're looking at our old content that was filmed you know a year or two ago but but I think you you I think that gives us some credibility because we made predictions all throughout the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, before the before the pandemic, we had predictions, uh, and then well, it was going on how it was going to affect the industry, and they all held out, you know, to be true. So um, hopefully that that gives people the assurance, you know, if they're looking at maybe getting buying the ProPilot playbook or or continue to watch us that, uh, you know, we're not making this up. I mean, we, we do have a history now. Right. Um, we're starting to gain some traction. So it's good I, I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, our, our, our goal here is to help you guys. We want uh, new pilots to really get the word out. I, I don't think a lot of people really know these rapid changes that are occurring in, in, in the industry that are allowing this un, unprecedented opportunity. And we, we think there's tons of people out there that just are dreaming of the skies and uh, uh, think that it's unattainable and, it, and it's really not, you know, yep. it's only getting, it's only getting easier and the opportunities are getting great, greater on the back end of, of yes. the, of the easiness you're going to go through. Yeah. I can't say it's getting cheaper, but, uh, cause that's not the case, but it, we, you know, pay attention to what we're saying here on the podcast and, you know, we'll drop you some tips on how to save a little money at it. Yes. Yeah. But Andrew, really, that was a, just a fantastic email. Yes. I mean, thank the, you, the, Andrew. Yeah. The regret of not doing it. I mean, I, I don't think either one of us could imagine what our life would be like if we didn't have taken, wouldn't have taken that leap, you know, and, and, you know, we certainly wouldn't be talking about flying to the Super Bowl and all these right <laughs> crazy things you know uh-huh. but uh yeah no it's it's great so hopefully this is encouraging to our viewers yep well thank you for joining us and uh we will see you hopefully next week also with another episode we'll answer yes. some more questions and for all those cincinnati fans who day <laughs> thanks a lot good luck to the all Bengals. Right.